This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. This is Jason Roundswell. I'm joined today by my co-host Dylan Ray. And we have special guest, Brandon Waddell from the Mountain Archery Festival. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. How are you both doing today? Doing great, man. I'll tell you what, um, I have had, I'd heard about the, the Mountain Archery Festival and some people I knew had gone to one. And then I was able to get to one and man, it's pretty fantastic. So I'm I'm excited to talk to you about it. I know, you know, aside from from math, you're also a big supporter of the club and and been a Pope and Young member for a while. So anyway, I'm excited about this because I've actually been there and done that. You know, we get to talk to people about world records and some of these things. And I'm like, yeah, I've shot world records. So I did them all. (laughs) I did them all at Mountain Archery Festival, baby. That's right. Anyway, uh, tell us, give us. Uh, you know, I want to talk about the, the world record course, but but tell us about the Mountain Archery Festival and everything you've got going, everything for the kids, all that. So why don't you give us an overview? Well, I mean, a 30,000-foot approach is that Mountain Archery Fest is uh, bringing all skill levels, age groups, and disciplines together on a mountain to celebrate the sport of archery. Um you know, we do that in a lot of different ways. We do that through being a strong supporter of Pope and Young through our Pope and Young World Record course, which is a very educational course, all the way up to 
through our Eastman's course, which is an intermediate course, our cryptic course, which is an advanced course, and then our base map course, which is an ultimate hunter course. And we can explain all this a little bit more in detail later. But ultimately, we are a family-ran event. We are educationally based. We are now. Let me just let me just stop you there. When you say family-run event, you're literally talking about your wife, your kids. They're on the mountain setting targets. I mean, it is. It's, it's that's not just verbiage. That is the legitimate truth of these events. That is absolutely 100% correct. Um, yeah. My, it's very impressive. My 70 plus year old mom is kind of our, our camp cookie and helps take care of us and the volunteers. Um, you know, my wife this year is running merchandise and kind of overseeing some other things. Uh, my oldest daughter runs registration. Uh, some of my other children help run stuff behind the scenes, even not at the events, but some do get there. Um, last year, I was able to get all nine of my children all at Purgatory. That was the first time that I'd had all nine of my children ever together in one place. Um, well, it's probably not a lot of places big enough for, you know, nine kids, <laughs> You know, it's just weird when you have children that are 31 and kids that are 14. There's a certain time frame there where life happens and things just don't allow all that to come together. And Mountain Archery Fest is a vehicle that allows that to happen for my family and for many others. And, you know, we we love what we do. I mean, I got children that help set the mountains all week. They travel with me around the country. They're, they're my right-hand men and women. Um, you know, my daughter's a camp host this year. Everybody's branching this year and really we're dividing and conquering and really working on our assets and, and our character traits that work well for ourselves that we've learned over the last couple of years and where people need to be. be. And so, yeah, it's a family-run event. Um, it is a family event. We, through and through, from how it's ran, to the demographic that we're presenting an event for. And, uh, you know, in the end, Mountain Archery Fest is a location for you to come do something that you love and that you're passionate about, that you may want to hone your skills. You may want to be around some like-minded people. You may want to be in a festival atmosphere with with wild game dinners and barbecue dinners and, and movie nights and pint nights and Pope and young day pretty much on Friday, you know, and I'm Eastman's movie night. And I mean, all the people we're associated with all our sponsors, everybody all the way down to you, Jason, Heather, the Pope and young family, everybody, everybody's family in our world. If you're not in that world and that's not, where you are and you don't see the see how this sport thrives within a family environment and that's how the that's how the foundation in the future and the present time needs to be in this sport otherwise it's not going to continue the way we need it to go to move forward and stay relevant and important in this in our world so we're just a piece of a puzzle um a piece of a big puzzle in the outdoor industry and in the archery industry. 
And, you know, we just like to see ourselves as a, as a, as a part of that big picture. And, and that's kind of how we want to present ourselves. And that's kind of who we are, Jason. Well, it's, I, I sure enjoyed the event. And another one I was at, it, we had the the first day was was phenomenal. I mean, the weather couldn't have been any better. And then the second day, you know, we, we had some weather issues. It was raining, and that didn't slow a single person down. No, People were, no. were you know headed up the mountain. They were coming off the mountain, you know, and, and you could tell some of the folks had had uh, it, you know, hit it on the way down, and and they were all smiles. Everybody was smiling yeah. even in the rain. So that it was. That was lookout, right? That was yeah. up in Idaho. Yeah, last yes. year. Yeah, we had that Saturday morning where man, the fog set in hard on top of the hill, and oh, yeah. uh, we had to close the we closed the cryptic course. It was last year that morning because when I got up on top and I started working through the course a little bit, it was like some of those long shots on the cryptic course were like that was not going to happen, and so. Then, then the Pope and Young course kind of came down that east side of the hill and it didn't get covered as hard. And so we kind of rerouted everybody over to the, to the Pope and Young course and the initial ascent course that morning because you guys could actually still shoot safely over there. But that was a cool morning to shoot, wasn't it? it yeah. It was, it was really interesting. And it was, you know, I tried to take a poll of everybody, you know, after, after a couple of days up there, I'm like, Hey, what's your favorite course? And, and it was not an easy decision, but I do have to say shameless plug that the Pope and young world record course was far and away people's favorite. I mean, right. some of the guys liked the more challenging shots on the other courses and they really enjoyed those courses, but yeah. there's something neat about literally shooting a world record animal. And the Pope and Young course, you're shooting 29 world records. You go through the whole book. Yeah. It's it's pretty impressive. And yeah. what's interesting for me is I, I actually got to shoot that one. And, it, you know, you look at all these, the, the elk and the caribou and some of these massive racks. And one of the ones that was probably the most impressive to me was that antelope. Because I've I've seen antelope and I've never seen an antelope that was remotely close to the size of that monster. Yeah, that, so. that antelope is it, it does stand out. There is no doubt. Um, you know that Rocky Mountain bighorn stands out. Yeah, uh, that you know, and I I also am extremely impressed by. Um, you know, I like the the Sika blacktail. Um, the character in it is super, super impressive. And then, you know, some of these antlers, we get a chance to get up close to them and kind of grip and grin with them a little bit, you know, to use the term loosely, but, um, you can see hair on these antlers They're They've been produced by antlers by Klaus and his workmanship his, these are He's the best. He is the best. These are hand painted. These are hand. This is all hand done. His his artistry and his craft is perfected. And when you can walk up on these animals and you can still see hair fibers around their bases and even where they splintered, 
coming off of some of these sheep and there's these fine splinters coming off of the ends. It's just incredible. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a super, it is a super cool course. I'll tell you, Jason, you know, there's, um, 60% of our registration as of right now is on the Pope and Young course. You cannot get on the Pope and Young course in the first three hours of any morning at any shoot that we have. That's awesome. I mean, we it, love to hear that because it's, yeah. I think it's been a fantastic partnership because, you know, we're out there, Pope and Young's getting in front of people and, and we're getting exposure for folks that maybe didn't know who we were or what we were about. And then you get up and you see the course and, and there's, there's a detailed description on every one of these animals where you get to see an actual field photo of the you know, the actual trophy and, and hear a little bit about the, the species and a little bit about the hunt. It's a neat, neat process. And, and when you're drawn back on something that has a world record, you know, headgear, it's, it's just something else. I mean, it really is. Yeah. These, these, these representations of these mature animals in the, in the, each one of these species is, uh, it's pretty awesome, you know, and and all these shots are are really close overall, and it's a real testament to the hunters that who were fortunate enough to you know to have honed their craft and had a a jewel of luck in their pocket, right? And 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 at the same time, were able to match a game of chess with these amazing animals. Um, because these animals didn't get to be world records by being dumb, right? We all know that. And so, you know, this is, um, as you work through this course and you read the storyboards about the animals, um, and the, you read in about the species, we talk a lot about the species and, and a lot of information about them and where they're at and demographically how, where they're living, how they're doing. Um, if there's anything new and special about any of this population or this herd that is new information we'll have on there. And then we have a little bit on there about the shooter um, and the score of the animal and that kind of thing. But we really want to glorify these animals and, and their species and the joy that they bring us. Um, and also educate ourselves as to um, what the species is up to and what a mature species looks like that's been taken with you know the weapon of your choice and so i really dig it um you know it it took a little while to come to fruition and kind of you know to dream up I, certainly not alone in the process of this you know philip with cursed targets it was a huge asset for this um you know it's when you're testing things out and you're asking a guy to give you a $600 target for free so that you can just start doing brain surgery on it immediately. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, it gets a little unnerving, you know, because we're just tearing things apart to see if we can make things work. And, um, and then George Berha with 3d country, um, he's kind of the mad chemist of this, of this, of the 3d world, if you will. And, um, and he, him and me and Philip, we I dreamed up this idea. I reached out to them. We were able to kind of connect and come together in Wisconsin last year, and and we we put some prototypes and designs 
to bed and came up with our final and made it go of it. And, um, man, we're super, it, we can't look back now. It's, we're so excited. Now we're, now we're doing all this other little stuff, like we're tweaking things and repainting animals. And I mean, we're constantly, constantly, uh, trying to get, you know, refinements on this, on these animals and just make them so much more realistic all the time. Yeah. You know, one story I got to share is up in Idaho. Um, I was just standing there and, and these guys walk up and, and we started talking about Pope and young and it was actually Steve Felix who shot one of the world record animals that is up on the course. And so he, he got to talk. It was so neat to, to be able to talk to him and, uh, and he said, you know what? I got to tell you, it was pretty cool to shoot it again. But I think my first time was the best. Yep. And uh, <laughs> it, it was just so neat to be able to talk to him and and have that experience of of him reliving the moment of, of getting that monster out. I think that was, that was from Montana. But just mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it was just that experience. And everybody coming off the hill was so excited about it. So... Um, and then uh, along with, with that, like you say, there's movie nights, uh, you know, Pope and Young's going to have the pint night there. Uh, there's, there's contests. There's some, you do some great raffles, giving away another side-by-side this year. Yeah. Yeah. We're giving away another, uh, cryptic wrapped Ranger. Nice. Um, I mean, we've got a Baku bike and a trailer we're giving away. And then we've got an awesome Vortex Fury AB rangefinder, you know, that um, ballistics rangefinder that's going on an awesome radiant ball head carbon tripod, um, uh, gator grips, wise eyes. Uh, it's about a $6,000 camp package. Um, and then we've got a mule deer, coos deer hunt we're giving away in Arizona. Also, a youth turkey hunt in Arizona. Uh, we're working on a couple other things, maybe some free range monster access in Texas. Maybe, um, you know, there's some other things we're brewing on for that still, even this late in the game, which is crazy. But, um, but an important thing to point out for anybody that gets registered for Mountain Archery Fest is, um, and we're almost there. The first 2,000 people to register for Mountain Archery Fest will receive uh, a subscription to Eastman's Bow Hunting Magazine and Hunting Magazine or Journal, and then also a year's membership to Eastman's Tag Hub MRS system. Now, the cool thing about that is, is becoming by getting a subscription to that, you are automatically entered into all of the Eastman's hunt and gear giveaways um, that they're doing this year. And that's well over $50,000 worth of hunts, um, elk hunts, mule deer hunts, awesome amounts of gear. Um, so you're automatically entered into that drawing in those food stakes by coming into mountain Ar- or registering for mountain archery fest. So, um, so I mean, you're, when you add up everything we have, registering you're entered into a ridiculous amount of money uh, entries into winning very cool stuff um, Absolutely. so i mean it's you know it's just it's cool 
It's cool. Yeah, and then you can increase all your chances if you show up. You can increase all your chances on the accuracy challenge or the bow for giants, and you can just tenfold, twentyfold, fiftyfold, hundredfold the amount of entries you're putting into anything that you want to win. And and we didn't even get down to the stuff that I give away at each event. I mean, I give away bows and glass and tripods and camo and um, you know, rests and sights and pyrofutty. And I, I mean, we have so much stuff we give away at each event. The big stuff I was talking about, we give away at the end of the year. That'll be live on Instagram and Facebook at, um, on the 25th of July at Snow Basin. We'll be giving away all those big ticket items at the end of the year. I mean, we have so much fun. We give away so much stuff. There's so many smiles to be had between Vendor Village, the stuff you can win, the courses, the camaraderie, you know, going to a wild game, you know, three-course wild game dinner, Pope and Young dinner for 50 bucks, 50 bucks, sick, 50 bucks for a wild game dinner and hanging out and winning great stuff, raffle prizes, checking out some cool videos with all your buds, you know, I mean, in your, in your yeah. kids, your wife, you know, I mean, all, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a great opportunity. And then, you know, and becoming a member of Pope and Young doesn't get any easier at Mountain Archery Fest. I mean, you know, you guys do a heck of a deal during pint night. Uh, you know, you should tell listeners about that because, you know, I mean, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you get, you win, more, you get more stuff back than what you spend to become a member, really. I mean, it's, really a no-brainer to get to know the club and get to know what what we're doing and what we're passionate about and what and how the club is a different club than maybe what your daddy or granddaddy told you so yeah it's it's definitely a little different i mean we want to preserve that history and uh you know but but our focus is you know protecting and promoting bow hunting that's that's why we're part of math and and that's why we're out there letting people know about these unique opportunities to to hone your skills and get on the mountain and it's it's something else i mean uh i i've I've ridden ski lifts before but it's been quite some time and there's just something cool about jumping on a ski lift with your bow and just knowing you know what i gotta shoot this thing all the way down the mountain yeah not up the mountain let's not up the mountain someone shot someone shot my elk from the lift at purgatory last year and uh (laughs) i hope that they don't shoot the same arrows and the same fletchings this year because i'll find them (laughs) (laughs) dylan you ever yeah yeah i'll tell you a funny story dylan the general manager on sunday is with his kid right the and they're going up the mountain. They're riding their mountain bikes on the mountain. And they're going up Sunday. And his son goes, wow, you get to shoot the the targets from the lift? And his dad was like, no, you don't get to shoot targets from the lift. Why Why would you think that? He's like, well, there's an arrow in that elk right there. He's all, son of a bitch. <laughs> what the heck? They just, they shot. And he was, the general manager was livid, man. He called me on the phone. It, it, but then his son told him, he was like, dude, don't get mad, dad. That's really cool. You should actually have that a part of the event. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'd pay extra to do that. But in our post-op, man, it was not the highlight of our event. I can tell you that. 
<laughs> yeah, those guys do not take safety lightly on those no. mountains. I saw a video of somebody at one of the events. Um, the target was at 109 yards, something like that. And uh, mm. and they were shooting a recurve, and they're like, well, I might as well try. And they just launched one, dude, and they drilled it. And, uh, yeah. and I was pretty impressed. Yeah, anything like that can happen. I can tell you, I know a guy here uh, locally. I mean, everybody probably knows a guy here locally, right? They can shoot the tribe really good, but his name is Muzz Penacus, and and he is one of those guys where it doesn't matter. You give him three arrows, he will skillfully hit the target. Like, it doesn't matter how far it is. And he's impressive like that, too, because we'll do it like our local shoot here, you know, with our local club, and and uh, and he always destroys some compound shooter, his will to live because of how good he is. You know, it's That's just cool. like he can outshoot some dudes, man. It's pretty impressive. But yeah, it's. Um, I haven't got to come to an event yet, but if I'm not mistaken, don't you guys for the world record course? Don't you set them up like as close to what how the hunt actually unfolded, like distance? Yeah, we do our. Yep. Yeah, we do our very best, given the topography and in the area we have to work with, to at least get the yardage correct, uh, to try to get some of that angle correct, to try to get that, you know, quartering away, quartering to effect, right? We, I mean, but at the same time, though, we do set the course to be as um, shooter-friendly and beginner-friendly as possible. Um, but we do try to keep all of those aspects in mind when we're building the course. Yeah, it's 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 a cool thing to think to yourself that, you know, this guy was sitting 13 yards from this Ram yeah, in his bedroom and drilled him, you know, like the, some of that stuff is pretty neat. And we're going to evolve in this course and the storyboarding here soon. So you're going to get more of, you're going to be able to whip a phone out and you're going to be able to read the storyboard with your phone. And it's going to be able to give you a little bit different story. We're hoping, um, whether that's going to be in first person, hopefully from the person who, who took this animal a little bit about their story. Um, and, or if we're going to have some more, you know, just some other tidbits of information that we can give you through a QR code or, through you know some way on your phone for you to have a, a cool listening moment um so we'll see we're constantly trying to evolve it and you know we're in the pope and young course is just the beginning for us um you know we've got some great plans in the future for some other uh other replicated courses if you will uh so we're busy working on that already on our next one and um when we get closer we'll we'll be really excited to let the cat out of the bag about that as well but um by no means is it replacing the pope and young course um so my something that we have kind of planned in the background gentlemen is, is to hopefully get the pope and young course moving kind of a little bit more independently and um trying to get closer to you know a state shoot near you um a big club near you um, if you're hearing this and you are interested in that opportunity, maybe give um, give me a call, reach out, send me an email. Uh, we may want to come out and just kind of cruise around, debut the Pope and Young course a little bit, and not a full-fledged mountain archery fest event, 
uh, and just kind of come let people get their hands a little bit closer to this one and only unique course. I would um, love for it to come. Yeah, I know. I know you did that in Reno because originally, you know, our convention was set for April in Reno and, uh, you guys were had, had made plans to come out, have the course there for the convention. And, you know, due to COVID, we were forced to move back into July, which which for us is proving to be pretty good because it looks like, um, I, I think, based on our contacts in Nevada, I think they're talking about um, potentially having 100% capacity in July. I think worst case right now is going to be 80% capacity. So, um but I, I know uh, people were excited about that and, and give a really good opportunity for people to shoot that course and see some of these animals that, that you know, where else are you going to get to see a legitimate world record? Right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, to be able to go out and shoot the course like that and then go in the trophy room at the convention and things like that. I mean, it just would be, it would have been spectacular. And I'm, you know, we're bummed. Um, we were super excited about being a part of the, of the 60th convention this year. Uh, you know, we, July is the month that every resort in the West wants us to be there. Um, in fact, looking at our calendar in 22, we're finding it hard pressed not to have an event every weekend of July. And that's it. If you, come and spend a week with us doing these events, you'll realize how much work that is. That's, that's an insane amount of movement um, and coordination. It's doable, but it's a lot. But the point is, is that um, we're not going to be there with the course at the convention this year, which is unfortunate. Um, but I, I know that it's going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's two but, things. Number one, you've got, I think, uh, shoots on both bookend weekends of the convention. And yeah. then also it's, it's Reno in July, man. <laughs> yeah. It's Reno in July. And, you know, and I'm going to be, you know, in the Northern mountains of Idaho and Montana. It's a hard choice to choose. Um, not. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. we were actually looking at our calendar today. Heather and I were looking and we're like, okay, we've got this little thing called convention. That's kind of all hands on deck right now. And then, all right, how are we gonna how are we gonna cover these these MAF events um, right around convention? So yeah, we, we were actually having some conversations this morning about that. Well, I think that's kind of where Dylan pops in the equation. I hear. Yeah, I'm afraid. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. Dylan's yeah. gonna get his feet wet. Yeah, he's gonna quick. get his feet, feet wet and wear out a suitcase, man. Let me tell yeah. you something. I, I I learned pretty quick. Um, you know, I started with the club in October and. Uh, to reschedule convention in four months, it was like, here's your crash course. You better get ready, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got, I, I got a crash course last year. I had to move an event um, location uh, from one ski resort to another ski resort, and I actually had to pull it off in 26 days. Wow. It's People yeah. don't understand. It's not really. a convention, though. It's not a convention, though. I yeah. know a convention. It's it's 10 times what I do. I know that. Yeah. So, there, there's a reason we only have one every other year. It's because the amount of work and planning and, uh, and when you literally, Oh, well, we just moved it from April to July. You know, that's only four months. 
you, you know, but it, it's not a big deal. You have to contact every single vendor, every single, you know, uh, outfitter, every single speaker. It literally, you have to start all over because there's, there's conflicts for this person. Oh, that person can't make it now. And uh, so literally this one is, is getting done in four months. And so we've got a team out there that, um, you know, shout out to the whole staff, you know, Heather, um, Shelly, Lisa, Dylan, Steve, everybody right now is all hands on deck trying to get this thing done. And, uh, you know, with that, they're still maintaining their everyday, everyday stuff, you know, entries are, are, are going to, we're going to get caught back up here pretty quick on entries and, and memberships caught up. So we're trying not to let anything get put you know, on the wayside just to, to do convention, but, uh, it's, it's been a challenge, but man, we're excited. We've got, you know, Michael Waddell coming in, um, some other top names in the industry we're excited to have there and it's, it's going to be a great show. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good show for sure. And, um, we'll see how things shake out on my end. I know, uh, no, we're not, gonna be able to make it down there full-fledged but i'm there might be another waddell sneaking in the back door nice yeah so, it's um what was your first convention my first convention was phoenix okay i heard a lot of good things about phoenix people seem to really enjoy that one yeah phoenix was good it was a great place i i went down there and played golf during the convention and won a grinder for being closest to the pin on a par three which that never happens in my life ever don't even think i'm a golfer um and, i was gonna uh, say something about like, that you beat me to it i mean i i play golf twice a year with my father i'm not good enough to have bad habits and i'm and i'm not bad enough to care so yeah um so i have a great time golfing speaking of golf and archery i had an idea and apparently it already exists but not how i want it to exist <laughs> I want to create archery golf to where there's a target at 400 yeah. yards. And and from what I understand, this exists, but you just launch arrows and go to where your arrow is. But yeah. say the pin or the main target's at 400 yards, spread targets out all throughout there, you know, one at 25, one at 50, one at 100, one at 120, and you have to hit the target to get to that next point. You know what I mean? So you can take a chance right. and go to 100, or you can play it safe and shoot at 50, um, dude, I think that would be that's cool, Max. Awesome. I like that idea. Yeah, that's a cool change up, right? And if you're listening and you steal my idea, I will come after you. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will hunt you down on the golf course. No, I think it'll be a blast, uh, dude. Because like I understand, yeah. like from what I hear, it already exists, and like you just shoot your arrow as far as you can. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Like, it doesn't take any talent. Um, and then you know, once you get within range where you think you can hit the pin, you you take a shot at it but i'm like why not make it a game of actual archery where well i can either go at 75 or i can go at 20 or i can go at you know 110 and see who can get there the fastest and if you miss you got to reshoot and the other person moves on i mean i think it would be legit man coming soon to a mountain archery fest near you yeah right yeah we'll have to have to sit down and get Dylan to give us permission let's do it man. i'm 100 percent willing to make this happen I think it'd be a blast. It's, 
Yeah, I like the idea. The concept sounds way more legit because you really are. You're, you're really still working for shots, strokes, right? So, you know, and that's, a, that's how you're going to do it is, is to actually by the leapfrog make a quality shot. Like that's no different than when we're golfing, right? Like you, you're going to make a ground skier and it's only going to go 40 yards and I'm going to get the leapfrog you because I can make that scoop off the grass and put it 145 yards out there, right? So that's the whole game of getting to the end. And I think you found the way to make it actually more representable that way. Because the other way, like you say, I've seen that before. I, I, it has no interest to me either. It's like, okay, so I just got to play a little windage and just freaking bomb the sucker 400, you know, 350, 400 yards. Yeah. And then I get, and then I get to play a game of accuracy on the, you know, on the last target. Yeah. That seems to me like, like just a way to lose arrows to me. No, they actually do it on golf courses. So you really don't. I mean, like in there's and so you'll run, you'll run, you know, bright fletched arrows and field tips, um, you know, and, and then as you get closer, you can start running back to your black fletchings like these guys doing 3d, right? So you can't see where they're, where they made their shot. So there's people like when you get inside of a certain boundary, then everybody has to shoot from there. Okay, so wherever their last era was, past where you can no longer drive carts, right? That's where you have to shoot that final target from. And so you're just shooting grass in the beginning, but then in the end there, within that last 100 yard mark, you have to shoot that target. And so you want to be able to land in the right spot based on which way the target's facing to give you a better play, blah, 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 right? And then everybody gets to make a shot in at the target at the very end. And so I've seen it that way. Hey, Dylan, you may have told the wrong guy about your idea. No. I've known Brandon for a few years. <laughs> if there's a cat out there who's going to make it happen, this is the guy. By all means, man, do it. I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, work on it with you and, and help you iron out the details. And then, you know, because I'm not going to be able to make it happen because it has to be able, it, it has right. to be done by somebody who already does these, these, sort of events it has to be uh but i do think eventually it could be to where you know you have these courses set up um and you can go and just pay to play you know um yeah so so i I think i told the right guy jason because i think we can make it (laughs) it is possible i do like to get shit done yeah i'm looking at i'm like well you know there might be something i'm not a golfer i used to play a little golf but you know, I'm a hack and it, uh, <laughs> it, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, if you have two options, number one, you, you just go dig a hole to drop a, you know, $2 ball into, or you have to go pay like $20,000 for targets to shoot $30 arrows into. Like, yeah, right. that, you know, <laughs> it's not even one time golfers are actually smarter. I'm not sure. Right. Now listen though, <laughs> I, I heard a comedian say this. He said, I played disc golf this weekend. Uh, he said, or, or golf disc. He said, whatever you call chunking a nine iron into the woods. <laughs> and yeah. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that's what archery golf will turn into is people just getting pissed off and throwing their bows rather than throwing clubs. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, um, I, I can tell you that I, I do have a little bit of something up my sleeve for the trad shooters for next year. Um, I, I will have a really, um, trad specific course next year. Um, and it'll be a lot of fun. So 
something else I've kind of dreamed up. So we'll keep that kind of right there. And, and, um, you know, I'm just constantly trying to evolve. Like you're saying there, Dylan, you know, you're constantly trying to evolve and figure out new things, new novelty shots, new this, do that. I mean, you know, we're not recreating the wheel here. We're just in the right timing it, with the right atmosphere, the right energy and, you know, and, and feeding what we feel the American people and families want in this sport. And it's because that's what we want. So we felt like if my family wanted something like this and desire it, then there's a lot of other people to do too. So hey, Brandon, just, just for everybody listening, tell us about the locations that you have, because you're not just in one spot. You're, you're all across the West. So what are your locations for this year? Which, which states so, and locations? So our first location kicks off here in just a few weeks. Um, that's uh, June 11th to the 13th, right? I'm sorry. I'm working on 22 calendars. Uh, yeah. And then, um, that's a purgatory resort in Southwest Colorado. This is our third year being at that location. Uh, great mid-sized resort, great pricing on rooms there, camping as well. Beautiful mountain, uh, going to be early. We could get early weather, um, or late spring weather, early summer weather, whatever you, you want to call it. But, um, that's a great event. Then a couple weeks later, the end of June, we are at Eagle Point, just outside of Beaver, Utah. This will be our third year there as well. Big, high mountain. Everything's really high, 10,000 feet there. Beautiful. We watch mountain goats up on the mountain during the day at Venner Village. It's killer. Um, and that, that venue, much more small, quaint style resort. And uh, that event's doing really well for us numbers wise this year it's killing it this is our third year there it's great um then we leave there and we go up to lookout pass and that's july 9th through the 11th and we're going up there this will be our second year going there and we're excited to be up there that that shoot is half in montana and half in idaho so you actually get to shoot uh, a shoot that's in two different states at the exact same time and uh, that's a beautiful mountain, you know, up in the Northwest, different country than, you know, what me and my family were used to. Like when we showed up there to set up last year, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so thick. I was like, this makes setting targets much different because we have a lot more manicuring to do, you know, a lot more different stuff to take care of. And so that was yeah. a cool, cool venue. Then after that, we are going to, uh, snow basin resort in Northern Utah, just outside of Huntsville in Ogden, Utah. And that'll be our final major event of the year. And that is July 25th through the 28th. And we are going to blow that one up big time. We're, we're looking, we're going to have so much fun there. Our biggest sponsors are all going to be at this one. Um, we're giving all of our big stuff away. Um, and what an amazing opportunity to think that, just an hour down the road on the same weekend, you could actually be shooting that other shoot, you know, that other big shoot. And you could have a lot of fun there. I'm just, I'll, I'm just pretending not to say their name because I, I got a, I got legal notices the other day. <laughs> so anyway, 
the other shoot's total archery challenge. So you can go shoot it. You can shoot two days there, two days with us. You can, there's no place in the United States where you're going to go and shoot up to 10 courses of foam all within an hour of each other. Wow. So how many targets are you going to have at that one? How? Well, we'll have, we'll have approximately 140 targets on the hill. Wow. And I think that, you know, I think TAC has, you know, six courses at 20 to 25 as well. I mean, it's, it's epic, right? I mean, what yeah. an amazing weekend. I mean, and, you know, and I just, you know, there's just so much for the sport of archery in Utah that weekend around Salt Lake City and Ogden. It's just insane. I mean, if you're an archer and you're not, and you're not around that weekend there, man, you better be competing somewhere for some good money. You better yeah. be, you know, with your wife on anniversary. You know, you better be important because it's going to be the best thing that's happened to archery in a long, long time. That's great. Well, it won't be that long because I think the best thing to happen to archery in a long, long time is this Pope Young Convention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that'll be a close second, Brandon. Well, the, yeah, the course is killer. The convention's killer, too. We'll do that. So, you know, one of the other things, I, I'll give you a shout out because I, I really liked, you know, when I was there um, at my first one and, you know, not, not to throw stones at any other sports, but our, the folks that were shooting the course, they were literally bringing down backpack loads of trash that had been left up there by the, you know, skiers and folks. And it was pretty impressive that you and your team, like they they bring down trash and and they were getting raffle tickets for for different drawings because they were cleaning up the mountain on their way down. I thought yeah. that was a pretty classy deal. Yeah, we do. Uh, we usually pick a cool hashtag at each mountain. You know, it has to do with either the Forest Service or the property name or something kind of cool. And we we throw it out there for all of our participants that if they are shooting and they find trash, if they'll pick up trash on the mountain and bring it in. If they'll post a picture of them having a great time um, using the hashtag at Mountain Archery Fest, and we give them we give them free tickets to put in to win these hunts and win these the ranger the bike you know like whatever they want to win, um, and you know that's just our way of showing that we care. You know we just our the archers and specifically in my opinion are amazing people and they're stewards of the land and they're stewards of the animals and they're stewards for each other. And, um, and you couldn't ask to be at a better place on any given weekend than at mountain archery fest with your bow with people like that. Period. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I can't wait to get back up on the mountain. Well, I, um, you and me both. I'm a little bit anxious right now. You kind of mentioned all hands on deck earlier. That's where we are. It's a little bit crazy right now. Uh, being weeks out, I just literally got back from Chicago last Friday. I, I drove from Southwest Colorado to Chicago, bobtailed in a semi, picked up a new trailer, came back in four and a half days. Um, got, uh, got that thing back. We're rebuilding it into our trailer for this year. Um, it'll basically take care of us on the road. It'll take care of all of our gear. Uh, it'll allow us an opportunity to go have some adventure in between our events with me and, 
my kids and my mom and uh, a couple of buddies and we're really looking forward to coming into everybody's neighborhood and getting to know people and going and visiting some of your land and and going and having a great time and you know and we just really hope that you come and see us at Mountain Archery Fest this year and come see Dylan come see Jason um they're you know they're team attacking math this year and we hope everybody will come out and, and give Pope and Young some support at our events come become a member come begin to realize what Pope and Young is and what they're doing um you know like I've mentioned before they're not the same club that you may have learned about in the past I mean yes they are the same in some aspects the history heritage there's no doubt but they're a relative club to this day and age and they're working hard uh to preserve archery and the sport and conservation and the legacy of these animals that they deserve um you know and i'm sure most people are pope and young listeners they're listening to this but if you're not a pope and young member and you're you're listening to this remember that you're taking the life of an animal whose legacy deserves to carry on on your wall in your stories in your photos in your videos but also in the main archive of where all where all these legends reside and that's in the pope and young world record book air in the book right it needs to be in the record book and these animals deserve that and don't forget that this isn't about you this is about that animal yeah and put in your initials don't put your name in i don't care but put the animal in the book it deserves to live on beside its peers so um that's my call to action for pope and young that's my passion. It's been that way since I went to Phoenix, which I don't even, how many years ago was that? Well, I think something like that. Yeah. Has it been 12 uh, now or 14? Was that before? Um, I was right before Rochester. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was right after yeah. Dallas. So, well, you know, Brandon, one, one of the things, and, and, you know, we appreciate an opportunity. We've been, you know, uh, math and, and P and Y, started partnering together, I don't know what, a year or two ago. And, and it's been a wonderful opportunity for us to learn about, you know, the mountain archery festival program and to give us an opportunity to get in front of some folks while they're up on the mountain, you know, having a few beers, having some fun, doing some raffles and, and just letting people know about Pope and Young. And so we're, we're excited to continue that partnership and, and see it grow. So. Us as well. Um, and we're looking forward to it, you know, like I said, about possibly moving that trailer, you know, that Pope Young course around a little bit more agile. Ad, ad, is that a word? Agile? Yes, sir. Agile. I know agile. Agile. Um, so we're looking forward to doing that with that trailer, that course, and getting a little bit more, you know, east and doing some other things. And I mean, MAF is going to be moving towards the east. We, you know, we're working some locations in 22, getting that direction. So, you know, some of you listeners that aren't maybe aren't, you know, in a, a position to cruise out west to some of these big events, we're coming your way. Be patient. Um, but in the meantime, just we just continue to appreciate your support. Um, even if you can't come, just share. Just share about who we are with your friends and your family. Um, and remember that, you know, this is some our events is something that you can come and make a family vacation out of. We we position ourselves in good places and 
good proximity to good towns and other things and other activities. Uh, you could come here to Purgatory. You could come here and spend a week here in Durango, Colorado, and you could go rafting. You could go jeeping in some of the most amazing country you've ever seen. You could go backpacking, fly fishing, and then you can shoot. You can ride the train. I mean, like, there's so much to do. You could bring your family here and bookend it and this event and have a great time. So, you know, we just encourage people to get outside, pick up your bow. Look, if we're $65 for one day, 95 for two, 125 for three, you can choose as many courses as you want. You know, the, the movie nights included all the other, all our fun is included. There's no other a la carte other than the Pope and young dinner. Um, and the barbecue dinner, basically food is just the only thing you have to pay extra for at any of our events. And otherwise, we just have a great time. So I just, I can't wait to meet you, Dill. And I can't wait to see you, Jason. It's all coming soon. So um, what uh, what's the plan of attack there, Dylan? I get to see you sooner or later in our schedule. Um, that's up to Jason. We'll know soon. <laughs> no, no, it's still in the air. Yeah, we're still figuring that out, but uh, we, we will it's let you good. know. Hey, one thing, Brandon, we cannot let you off the hook, man. We ask every guest that when you're out on the mountain, what is one piece of equipment that you take with you that may be a non-traditional item that not everybody would think about? Um, gosh, I don't know. Let me think about my. Let me think about my repertoire here a little bit, my list. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I probably something that most people don't take. I I always have to have eye drop. So, uh, you know, you kind of caught me off guard. But, you know, I take I have eye drops everywhere I go because, you know, I have contacts and being out in the woods, I'm always getting crap in my eyes. So. That's just a non-traditional thing that most people probably don't think about. And actually my, you know, it's come in handy for a few other people along the way, you know, at times. So, uh, I'll stick with that, that non-real right. unexciting, um, thing. Yeah. That's called sure bacon. <laughs> it's definitely uh, not making. No, uh, no, I'm a pretty simple guy in the woods. Um, I don't, I'm not a knick-knack kind of dude, so um, I'm real simple once I get on the hill to hunt. It's uh, the most complicated thing. I mean, I'm simple, although I'm carrying a rangefinder and a, you know, and a, and a compound bow. So, I mean, you know, I'm as simple as I guess I want to represent myself, but, uh, but, you know, versus a trad shooter or you know, or longbow guy, right? I mean, I'm definitely complicated to a degree, but even behind that, I'm pretty not. <laughs> You're absolutely a complicated, simple guy. <laughs> I tell my wife all the time I'm a simple man, and she's like, yeah, a complicated, simple man. That's, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be the title for this episode is the complicated, simple man. The complicated, so. simple man. Well, it's, it's not, It's you know, that's my life. You know, I run three companies, and math and nine kids and a wife and six dogs and horses and you know and employees and their families and um you know man i'm blessed beyond belief 
but I do run around with my hair on fire. Um, and I'm constantly, uh, you know, making things, making it happen, you know, and that I can personally attest to, you know, I think we met about three years ago and, you know, from, from the first moment, you know, we met, you're like, Hey, tell me how I can help. Tell me what I can do for the club. And, and it's just gone up and up and up from there. So, um, I appreciate all your support for Pope and Young. Uh, you're a great ambassador for the club, great ambassador for Mountain Archery Fest, and a great ambassador for the archery industry. So, Brandon, we appreciate you. Thank you for all you do. And, and once again, thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, I appreciate it as well. And, you know, I always appreciate the opportunity. That's what, what we need to be looking for in our lives is just some opportunity. And then we just need to be working on making capitalizing on that and, and following our dreams and doing what we're doing. And that's really, that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to take everything I've learned in my life and apply it into what, what's passionate to me and what makes my heart tick and, and my soul warm and, and just trying to pass it on to everybody else. So I appreciate those warm words, Jason. Thank you very much. And I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. You know, it's not, often you get to you know i i just saw uh my michael waddell was on the podcast and um you know that's big company to to sit next to in this in this world and um you know i've sat next to some very humble pope and young uh, members over the years podcasting with them myself and i can tell you that you know i love what you guys are doing with the podcast i love where you're going uh, and and I'm just happy to be on. I appreciate it. And um, just because I have to, because I'm just kind of that kind of guy. I, I, and because I'm hoping that Michael's going to listen to my podcast because Brandon's going to listen to Michael's podcast. And so I'm hoping that the Waddells can come together and have a shoot off at Mountain Archery Fest this summer. Uh, because I think it's time to go, you know, mano y mano Waddell, Waddell against Waddell. You know, he when he was on, I think it may have been off, off camera, so or off microphone. But uh, he he did say he said, "Hey, man, is there any way you can introduce me to Brandon? I really want to meet that guy." Oh, come on! It was definitely off off mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if that made I'm fun not or not. I'm not on his radar. <laughs> hey, <you're so> good. <laughs> Well, hey, man, thank, thanks for being here. I uh, can't wait to see you at the, at the next show. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you both. I look forward to meeting you, sir. And all you listeners, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Um, so you guys can keep up with us on Instagram at Mountain Archery Fest, Facebook, Mountain Archery Fest. Uh, MountainArcheryFest.com is our website. Go check it out. You can go see what we're doing at events, what we have for giveaways and what our courses are like and just come get to know who we are. Um, that's a great place to come check it out. And then, um, you know, Instagram is where we keep it hot and keep it dropped. So that's where fast things happen for us. Maybe I'll be a tweeter dude someday. And I said tweeter, not tweaker, just so everybody heard that correctly. But, uh, thanks you guys. I appreciate you. And get ready yeah, and, get, and get ready for an archery golf course coming near you to, to a mountain archery fest near you. <laughs> you heard it from the man himself. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right. Hey, this is Brandon Waddell, and you're listening to the Pope and Young Podcast. Have a great day.